These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Newcastle conservation group Save Our Coast travelled to present a petition opposing moves to extend gas and oil drilling off the Hunter's coastline. The petition has gained over 77,000 signatures. A man was stabbed in the back and face at a service station in Cardiff. Police were called to 7-Eleven on the corner of Lowry Street and Main Road to reports of a group of men fighting. It's believed the men are all known to each other and the row erupted over an unpaid debt. The 23-year-old man was transported to John Hunter Hospital in a stable condition. Newcastle Council unveiled a raft of new events it plans to hold this New Year's Eve in place of its traditional harbour fireworks display. The event was cancelled amid uncertainty around social distancing restrictions on the foreshore. Instead, Council will host events spread out around the city, including a food market at Lambton and Dixon Parks on New Year's Eve, as well as New Year's Day events at Mayfield, Stockton, Wallsend and Beresfield Pools with inflatables, food trucks and entertainment. A toddler was airlifted to hospital after he was run over by a ride-on mower in the Hunter Valley. The two-year-old suffered significant injuries to his lower legs following the ordeal at Clarencetown. The boy was airlifted to Westmead Children's Hospital in a stable condition. Lake Macquarie Council endorsed a plan to revive a Wubba house and once again turn the iconic building into a restaurant and event centre. The heritage-listed building was severely damaged by fire in August last year. The jury in the rape trial of former NRL star Jared Hayne was discharged after they were unable to reach a verdict. The Land and Environment Court approved an apartment complex on Derby Street, unanimously rejected by Newcastle Council over privacy and height concerns. The $20 million six-storey building opposite Newcastle Art Gallery was refused by a council following complaints by nearby residents. The building is 19.4 metres tall, 5.4 metres above the site's height limit. The court ruled complying with the height standard was unreasonable and unnecessary. A woman faced court after allegedly threatening a service station employee with a knife at Katara. The 37-year-old reportedly entered the Shell station on Park Avenue demanding cigarettes. The 39-year-old employee refused, police arresting the woman a short time later. A developer behind moves to build 130 manufactured homes at Morpeth withdrew the application. Council was due to consider the proposal, but developer Hilton Grugin withdrew the DA at the 11th hour due to strong community opposition to the plan. Locals argued the proposed over-50s estate would have ruined the area's heritage value. It's not clear what the developer plans to do with the site. Maitland Council approved a plan to build a crematorium at Farley despite strong opposition from the community. A report included in the application showed the facility would produce emissions including mercury, but the impact would be negligible. Grant Liddell, whose sister owns property opposite the site, was worried the data hadn't been double-checked. Newcastle Council wanted the state government to include offshore wind power in the Hunter Renewable Energy Zone. Council voted to seek a meeting with Environment Minister Matt Keane, including local business and union leaders, to push for the idea of the coast of Newcastle. Although more expensive than land-based wind and solar, offshore turbines have greater generation capacity due to the reliability of wind at sea. Council saw offshore wind turbines as a job creation opportunity and the chance to increase the Hunter's stake as a renewable energy hub. Deputy Premier John Barillaro hoped an exploration licence to find a sand source to repair the eroded Stockton Beach would be approved before Christmas. Offshore dredging had been identified as the most viable option to replenish the beach long term. An exploration licence has been lodged for testing to be carried out to see if sand sources can be identified off Stockton Beach. It's hoped the test will start next month. 
Police Minister David Elliott announced a $1 million reward for information into an unsolved murder in the Hunter more than 26 years ago. The body of 22-year-old Melissa Hunt was found floating in a dam at Blue Gum Creek near Stockrington on Anzac Day in 1994. A post-mortem found she died from massive head injuries before being thrown into the water, with her body weighed down by sandstone rocks placed inside her clothes. Melissa's family has been calling for an inquest into her death to be reopened after after it was suspended in the late 90s because the coroner believed there was sufficient evidence for charges to be laid against a person of interest who's never been publicly identified, but nothing eventuated. 25, 25 former Jetstar workers who lost their jobs in the coronavirus pandemic was set to begin a new career in the defence industry at Williamtown. The aviation technicians, including apprentices, will begin work on the federal government's F-35 joint striker program in January. It was hoped a new foundation would help soften the blow to the Hunter's economy ahead of the closure of coal mines and power stations in the region. The Hunter 2050 Foundation, led by a joint network of Hunter leaders, said they'd need $15 million to begin funding new and emerging Industries. It comes after mining giant Glencore announced the closure of the Hunters Liddell and Integra coal mines in 2023. A Newcastle University nursing student accused of swerving out and hitting a cyclist at Jesmond at the weekend was refused bail. 25-year-old Nigerian national Abdul Ghaffar Ayansina allegedly struck the female cyclist, dragging her for 30 metres before driving over her head, causing her helmet to crack. The 23-year-old woman, who is not known to the accused, suffered a broken pelvis, rib fractures and partial degloving of her left arm. Iancina has been charged with eight offences and will remain in custody until his next court appearance in February. Hunter residents will soon be able to fly direct from Newcastle Airport to the Sunshine Coast. From January 4, Fly Pelican will begin three return flights a week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. The social media accounts of Hunter businesses appear to be the latest target of scammers. The culprit are copying legitimate Facebook and Instagram pages of local businesses and using them to approach people to ask for nude photos and bank account details. A couple of people have already fallen prey to the scam and have had to cancel their bank cards. Although the pages appear genuine, they often contain an extra character in the username, along with spelling and grammatical errors.